It wasn't so surprising that the gym was empty, considering that it was a Wednesday night following a holiday. Not only that, but it was summer, so Julie figured many were vacationing. The vacant gym made her feel even lonelier. It was such a drag to be a beautiful woman in her prime with a promising career in a happening town, but there was no one around the treadmills and rowing machines to appreciate her magnificent body. She secured her earbuds, then straddled the bench to perform some lateral pulls. Just as she found herself lost in her loud music, she felt a pair of hands on her ribcage. She was in a dreamlike state with blue-eyed soul pumping directly into her head, so it took a moment for her to register that the hands that were making her feel all warm and melty were real and very, very alive. Julie gazed into the dreamy eyes of the culprit via the reflection in the mirror that lined the gym wall. He was absolutely beautiful, unfairly so. He appeared to have everything in the world going for him, and while he was the kind of person any lonely woman would dream of accidentally meeting, Julie wasn't ready to accept that happenstance. She soaked up the sumptuous feeling that washed through her, then leaned forward to break his hold, trying to send a clear message that she wasn't interested. Of course, it was a lie, as she was highly attracted to him immediately, but she couldn't afford the danger of such an admission to him or to herself. A million women and probably a few men would have told her she was nuts because no one would turn down billionaire Brody Rogan. No one but her. Julie Corbin knew firsthand just how gorgeous and electric the man was. She was also aware of his phenomenal wealth. But none of those assets trumped the fact that he was someone she'd messed with and messed up with. In a single encounter, the notorious Mr. Rogan had cost her reputation and almost her job, everything she'd worked so hard for. Thus, it was not unexpected when she mustered a scolding voice to demand, What are you doing? You tell me, he replied, his voice dripping with slow seduction as thick and warm and sweet as fresh maple syrup. Tell me, in vivid, lurid detail, leave nothing out, he said as he spread his fingers across her ribcage, grazing the soft, sensitive bottoms of her breasts, tantalizing them. They never consummated their brief relationship, but Julie did spend ten days with him on a business trip, and it took all her willpower then to avoid luring him to bed or allowing him to lure her. Their one near miss went very, very badly, and she'd been doing her best to avoid him. As tempting as he was, he was all wrong, and he was especially wrong for her. Nevertheless, being surprised by him and feeling his perfectly cut body nestled up against hers, his solid, warm, electric physique, Julie soon forgot all the resolutions she'd made. She told herself that if she ever ran into him again, she would run the other way. She knew there was always a chance of an encounter because she worked in the office of his son's pediatrician. After the business trip, she decided to discreetly come clean to her boss— telling him that, if at all possible, she didn't want to be the nurse on duty when Thomas Rogan came for his checkups. Brody, she protested weakly. Yes, he whispered in her ear in a honeyed tone, daring her to tell him that she didn't feel what she was feeling, and he loved every minute of it. Damn, I'm so lonely, she thought. It's been so long since... 
As superficial as it was, Brody Rogan, oodles of money aside, looked like he'd stepped out of an ad for Italian clothes. There was also something that went straight to her head about the fact that the man actually did grace magazine covers, financial ones, yet with all the success and wealth he possessed, he was still interested in her, of all people. That kind of thing doesn't happen every day, if ever, she reminded herself. Brody, she repeated, just as weakly as before. You already said that. He pointed out with the smoothness of the devil, moving his hand so subtly that only she was aware it had moved. It was obvious he was flirting with her. He was very close behind her on the bench, and definitely not coaching the woman whose spine had gone limp against him. The woman's half-closed eyes and parted mouth made it obvious he was turning her on. Damn it, Julie declared in a tone that begged for mercy, feeling like a sweet, helpless little insect caught in a clever spider's web.